0: The book of Philippians chapter 3 verse number 10 and 11 if you found that we say amen. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. You may be seated, Father. Good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in thy presence this hour, Father, we pray and ask you today, dear God, Lord, to minister, dear God, to each and every individual, God, that is listening. Father, I pray today, dear God, Lord, for uh, those today, dear God, Lord, that uh, are struggling today, Lord. I pray, God, you touch them and encourage them, God, for the one that's backslidden. I pray, God, you'd help them to rededicate their life, soul, mind, and body unto you, God, to the one that's... Never been saved, I pray today, God, you'd save their soul. Father, I pray, dear God, for the child of God that you'd encourage and help us, Father, along the way. Help us today, dear God, Lord, to be submissive unto your will. Lord, we thank you and we love you. We give you glory, give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' lovely name, we ask it all. Amen. This morning, uh, uh, we're going to conclude. We've uh, been three different Sundays in this one verse of Scripture uh, and we've preached around the thought or the title uh, Do you know Him? But uh, we thought the first morning we took the statement out of verse 10 That I may know Him And this second Sunday we took this the next statement And the power of His resurrection I thank God this morning that I know the power of His resurrection And I know Him, thank God But even more than I know Him, I'm glad He knows me Amen But we want this morning to look at the next statement, the rest of this verse, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death. Let me just simply say this morning, if I can, that you can know the Lord, and thank God you can even know Him in the power of His resurrection. But I promise you, you will never be made conformable unto His death until... You know Him uh, and the uh, fellowship of His sufferings. Can I tell you this morning, uh, we know the Bible teaches that the way of a transgressor is hard. We know that, okay? And it's easy to be saved, okay? According to the Word of God, thank God I believe it's so easy that a child can do it. Amen? Uh, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have Everlasting life. It's easy to get saved. It's easy to be saved. And thank God, it's easy to stay saved. It's easy to go to heaven. Thank God. But I want you to know today it is hard to know Him uh, uh, in the fellowship of His sufferings. Let me just simply explain what I mean by that statement this morning. Uh, When you come to the altar, of sacrifice in the Old Testament. It was not a place of chewing bubble gum and blowing bubbles. The altar of uh, sacrifice was not a place uh, of coming and talking to your neighbor. It was a place where something had to die. You understand this morning that on the altar, the brazen altar there in the temple uh, or the tabernacle uh, whenever that you go through the tribe of Judah, thank God we enter in into His His His, His temple. Thank God with pray, the sacrifice of praise. Uh, uh, but when you walk into the door or the curtain uh, of the when you walk through the veil, uh, I'm talking about there in the uh, tabernacle this morning. Whenever that you go through the gates of that tabernacle, thank you, Lord. Uh, you have the brazen altar. Uh, That's where the fire is and that's where the heat is uh, taking place. But in order for that altar to be used for uh, the Lord's will, something has got to lose its life that it may be offered upon that altar. Now you understand this morning that the Levitical priest would take the bullock or he would take the lamb, he would take that burnt offering, he would take that sacrifice and they would slit its throat. Well, we got quiet when we didn't But listen to what I'm telling you. They would take a vessel and they would catch the blood of that animal. And they would catch the blood of that animal and they would save it for the next thing that they would do. But they would take that animal after they had drained the blood out of that carcass and they would take that animal that had just lost its life. I, and I heard a story of a meat processor. I do not know how true that it is. I, but I heard a story of a meat processor that said that they would kill the lambs uh, and said that the lambs uh, whenever that they split their throat uh, said that the lamb would lick the blood uh, off of the knife uh, said it would not try to get away but it would lay there and it would die Can I tell you this morning that our Savior, thank God, uh, He did not fight them. Uh, He did not fight back. Uh, You understand this morning that He stood in Pilate's hall. uh, And the Bible teaches that they plucked the hair out of His beard. Uh, The Bible teaches that they smote Him uh, with their fist. Uh, The Bible teaches that they mocked Him. uh, And He lifted not His voice unto them. The Bible teaches that He did not fight them. I I believe whenever that Jesus laid down on the cross, I I do not believe that the soldiers had to hold Him down. But Jesus said, I have power to lay down my life. And I have power. to take it up again now, you understand this morning uh, they did not murder him uh, amen, uh, but he freely laid down his life for you uh, and for I uh, can I tell you this morning that the Levitical priest in the Old Testament uh, would take that uh, sacrifice that uh, animal that had just lost their life uh, and he would take the meat hooks uh, and they would drag it there uh, and they would throw it down uh, upon the altar uh, and they would take that altar uh, and they would burn, uh, and that animal would die, uh, and it would be burnt, uh, and thank God that uh, animal would be given. Uh unto the Lord can I tell you this morning that way back there in the book of Genesis God would come and walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day but Adam sinned amen and Adam thank God his eyes were opened and Eve sinned her eyes were opened and they were naked and they recognized that they were naked and the Bible teaches that they took fig leaves and covered their nakedness And when God came the next time uh, to walk with them, uh, God said, Adam, uh, where art thou? God knew where Adam was. Uh, God called because he wanted Adam uh, to realize where Adam was. Uh, And can I tell you this morning honey that whenever that God spoke to Adam and Eve honey the Bible teaches honey that God had to make coats of skin honey to cover their nakedness. Preacher what does that mean? Do you know what a coat of skin is? An animal had to die. Can I tell you the blood is what God always required and the blood is what God will always require. Without the shedding of blood there is no no remission, uh, you understand this morning uh, that God still requires the blood, but the Bible teaches that after that, that uh, that blood was captured in the vessel. The Bible teaches that the Levitical priest would go to the next piece of furniture, which was the the laver. It was uh, built with women's looking glasses, huh? had a pedestal of brass, huh? uh, which is judgment, huh? which represents judgment. Huh? And they filled that laver with the water. Huh? And the Bible teaches that that is where the priest would get cleaned up. Huh? Can I tell you this morning, church? Huh? We live in a dirty world. Huh? Can I tell you this morning that there might be uh, uh, some things that we We need to get cleaned up. Well, what do you mean? I thought that whenever that animal died and they offered that animal on the altar, do you know it's not a neat process? It is a filthy process. Well, what do you mean when you take an animal, honey, that does not want to die, and that animal will fight? Thank you, Brother Roger. That animal will fight because it does not want to die. And sometimes the priest would get something on their face. They might have to look and clean their hands in the water of the labor. Oh, be careful little hands what you touch. They might have a little bit of blood on their ear. A little bit of feces on their face. And they might have to clean their eyes. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Hey, can I tell you this morning, honey, the Levitical priest would get cleaned up and he would go into the inner court. And the Bible teaches that he would go in. And there was the table of showbread, six rows of bread, and then on the backside was six more, 12 in total. Thank God that is six and six. Thank God I'm glad we've got 66 books. Amen. And Jesus said, I am. The bread of life. Can I tell you this morning? Honey, I mean the Levitical priest would look there and there would be the menorah. It would be the seven candle lampstand. And it would, thank God, they would trim the wick and they would put in a cup of fresh oil so they could see. Thank God this morning they would look and the next thing was there was the altar of incense. And the Levitical priest would light that altar of incense and the smell would go up unto God and it would be a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God. Can I stop right here this morning and tell you uh, that's what your praise is? That's what your worship is. Amen. That's what your service is. It is entering in under the nostrils of God. And if you are right with God in your worship, Amen, 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 then thank God it will be accepted as a sweet-smelling savor of God. Honey, but I haven't told you about the blood yet that was in the vessel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the Bible teaches that once a year, honey, the Levitical priests would open up the curtains, separating the inner court huh, from the holy of holies huh. there was no light in there huh. he would go in huh. he would have on his priestly garments huh hey listen, he would take the blood in, he would take the hyssop in, he would take the hyssop, he would dip it in the blood and he would sprinkle it upon the mercy seat there thank God almighty upon the ark and he would sprinkle it and you know what that was on the day of Yom Kippur or on the day of atonement you know what that was, that was the one day honey that Israel could have their sins forgiven let's fast forward about two Thousand years ago, huh? honey, whenever Jesus died upon the cross of Calvary. Huh? Can I tell you this morning? Uh, and He is a lamb uh, led to the slaughter. Uh, he did not fight them. Uh, he did not. Amen. Uh, and He took His own blood. Uh, and He took. Uh, he laid down His life. He died on the cross of Calvary. Uh, they buried in a barred tomb. Uh, and three days later, thank God, uh, He got up uh, and He got out of that grave. Uh, can I tell you what He did? Uh, he took His own blood. Uh, he went back to glory. Thank God. You know what He did? I'm glad you keep asking because I'm going to tell you, He took His own blood and He sprinkled it on the mercy seat in heaven. And when He finished the work, He sat down on the right-hand side of God. It is finished! He said to tell us Telestine! Thank God that means uh, it is finished. Uh, And do you understand today? uh, He suffered for you uh, and for me uh, that we uh, would know Him in the fellowship of His suffering. Uh, Thank God. Listen, I won't be long. I've done preached all the... uh, Well, help me, Lord. I want you to know this morning that the Bible teaches this morning that we may know Him in the fellowship of his suffering can I tell you this morning that one of the greatest sufferings that he had was his agony what do you mean preacher the Bible teaches in the book of Luke chapter 22 as Jesus was in the garden of the Bible teaches that he prayed and said father if there be any other way let this cup pass from me the Bible teaches this morning in verse number 44 of Luke 22. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were drops of blood falling down unto the ground. Can I tell you this morning, I have prayed unto the Lord in all of my Christian life. I've never prayed so hard that my sweat became as drops of blood. Have you? No. I don't I don't believe you have. You say, Preacher, why why do you think that was? Because whenever that he was there in the garden do you know what he was doing? He was submitting his self unto the will of the Father. How do you get that preacher? Because Jesus said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. Do you understand this morning? You can be saved. You can come to church three times a week as Brother Ricky was teaching, and you can miss out on the blessing of not knowing him. In the fellowship of his suffering and be made conformable unto his death. Can I tell you this morning that whenever Jesus walked up Gordon's Calvary, can I tell you this morning that whenever that he took the walk, Rosa I believe it is, whenever that he took the walk, there down the streets of Jerusalem and he come outside of the gates of the city and he started to climb up that mountain. Honey, the Bible teaches that they compelled one Simon a Cyrene. Honey, to bear his cross after him. Huh? Can I tell you this morning, uh, honey, as Jesus is carrying that cross, huh, I have to imagine, huh, honey, as the sweat huh, and the blood... Huh, See, they just took a cat and nine tails, uh, and they beat him, uh, they whipped him, uh, and the Bible teaches that by his stripes, uh, we are healed. Uh, Can I tell you this morning that they plucked, uh, honey, the beard, uh, the hair out of his face. uh, I have to imagine as he's carrying that cross, uh, up the mountain, uh, the suffering, uh, and the agony. uh, He's got that crown of thorns upon his face. And the blood, no doubt, he's rolling down his forehead. He's rolling down in his eyes. He might not be able to see where he's going. Oh, but can I tell you this? There is one that is guiding him. There is. Today, I mean, we we've got it down to a science. We come into the church, we sing two songs, yeah. Before the pandemic, we fellowshiped, yeah. We'd have a prayer. Everybody come to the altar. They can, uh, they would ask prayer for others. We've got it down to a science. And then what happens is we lose touch with the sacrifice. see that cross help me Lord as Jesus is carrying that cross there was one behind him Simon of Cyrene who was not a Christian at that time he was a Jew he was an Ethiopian Jew and he was there that day listen church listen to me and something happened that day maybe it was the blood that ran down the beam of that cross that made a change in him Maybe he watched this man as he was suffering as they were walking up Calvary. Maybe he watched this man that any other man would have collapsed under the weight of that load. But he went all the way for you, for you, for your family, for my family. And the Bible teaches uh, over there in the book of Romans. You'll find uh, that there was one or two, by the, one by the name of Alexander uh, and his brother Rufus. Uh, who was that? That was the two boys. Uh, of uh, that man Simon of Cyrene. Uh, you know what happened? Uh, honey, that man saw firsthand uh, the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that man firsthand saw uh, what he was going through. Uh, and you know something, this morning uh, I think everybody understands uh, that it takes the blood of Jesus in order for us to get to heaven. Uh, and you can get to heaven by knowing Him uh, and knowing Him in the power of His resurrection uh, that you'll not be made Christ uh, until you know Him uh, by the fellowship uh, of His suffering remember what Paul wrote there he said let this mind be in you which is in Christ Jesus preacher why are you telling me this you can be saved and live in Egypt now if you're listening from Egypt (laughs) I'm talking about allegorically okay I'm talking about the world you can be saved and live in the world and not know Jesus in the fellowship of his suffering and still go to heaven. Amen. You not knowing him in the fellowship of his suffering does not have anything to do with eternal life. You get saved, you get eternal life, Paul. Say amen. I mean, you get the goods when you get saved. But you understand this morning, there's a lot of God's people that are living below their means. Let me explain what I mean by that. There's a lot of God's people that could spiritually be living so much higher but are not because they do not know Him in the fellowship of His suffering. So we see this morning His agony. We see this morning His humiliation. Can you just imagine? Now let me just simply say this. I say this lovingly, and God, you help me, brother Fred Harris from up Campbell's Creek. He's dead and gone now. Uh, they said uh, before brother Fred got saved, said that he took a news anchor and threw that at uh, a coal miner strike and took that newsman and threw him down in the creek. Fred was a mean man. Brother Fred said that when he got saved, even the dogs knew that there was a change. <laughs> now you can read into that anything you want to, okay? But I've heard Brother Fred's testimony that a man smote him in the face. Brother Fred turned and said, Here, do you want the other cheek too? You hear me and hear me well. It takes, I'm not trying to puff anybody up, but it takes somebody that knows him in the suffering. It takes somebody that knows him in the fellowship of what he suffered uh, in order to allow somebody to stand up uh, and spit in their face. Uh, and for you not to fight back, you say, Preacher, who spit on whose face whenever Jesus uh, was there? You understand? Uh, they spit in his face. Uh, neighbor, it better have been me, uh, and maybe some of you had been fighting terms. Uh, but you listen. Jesus did not raise His fist. He did not raise His voice. He endured all of that. So you and I might know Him in the fellowship of His suffering. Paul said in three ten, Philippians 3.10 that I might know Him and the power of His resurrection and fellowship of His suffering. Being made conformable unto His can I tell you this morning, we can see him in his agony, we can see him in his humiliation, and we can also see him in his disappointment. What do you mean his disappointment? You know, there's a very interesting verse that I've wrestled with through my Christian life, but I want to read it to you this morning. It's just a a short seven-word verse out of the book of Mark chapter 14 and verse 50, and this is concerning all of the disciples that walked with Jesus, that worshipped with Jesus, that saw what He suffered, that saw what He did. The Bible teaches him, Mark 14 and verse 50, and they all forsook Him and fled See, we concentrate a lot of times on Peter whenever the woman said, aren't thou... That Galilee, Peter said, I don't know him. Then we focus on whenever that Peter denied him and the cock crowed Christ. Yeah, see, we focus on Peter, but the Bible teaches all forsook him. I mean, it's one thing in the house of God whenever things going good to stand and say, I love Jesus! But whenever you're going through the valley, Whenever you're going through the battle, you know what? I think a lot of sheep get lost in the valley. See, the psalmist David said, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by still waters. He said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not, I will not want. Fear no evil. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of the sheep in today's society do fear. I mean, let's just be honest. And we know the Scripture says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of, uh, 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 help me Lord, power and of a sound mind. So we know that fear is not of God. Would you agree with me there? Fear is of the devil. Now if we can agree with that, then how is it that sheep get lost in the valley? Well, I'll tell you. Because when we go through the suffering, when we go through the storms of life, when we go through the embattlement of this world, we take our eyes off the shepherd. Paul said, and I'm almost done, Paul said that I might know Him and the power of His resurrection. Low family, if you'd come. And the fellowship of His suffering. Being made conformable unto His God gave me a thought, I wrote it down this morning before I got here to the church. You will never be submissive to God's will unless you are submissive to God's way. And you will never be submissive to God's way until you are submissive to God's word. We're living in a, t- a day, in an age, where people just do does what they want to do because it feels good. People says, well, I think God would allow me to do that, or I think that I'm in God's will. Well, it's one thing to think that, but it's another thing to know what God's Word says about it.